welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. Are you struggling in the markets? Good question to ask yourself is, is it you or is it the market conditions? Glenn, it's what, always what the you, market. It's, it's always, always the market. It's yeah, never like, me, man. <laughs> what are like common excuses we hear? Like what is one that you could name? Oh, man. Dude, the guys are, the market is out to get me. Like, they know exactly where my stops are. It's always, they always hit me. They're like hunting, dude. Stop loss hunters, right? That's like, we hear that all the time. When we, especially like when I started, I definitely thought that, you know? So, like, but we're small fish. We got to keep in mind that we're small fish and we aren't going to provide much liquidity into the market, you know? Sorry, we're we're not that important. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're not coming in with like hedge fund size positions. We got a few contract contracts or a few pips uh, lot sizes. You know, it's it's nothing like market shaking movement type of deal. And and yeah, like that that that's a myth. I think that's a, that could be an excuse. Oh, that is absolutely one of the the top excuses. And you know, to, let's say they are doing that. Maybe brokers are kind of like cutting a little corners here and there Mm -hmm. however it's not all your trades all your losses will not be because of stop loss hunters in in fact like i think if brokers actually did this on a widespread scale on every trade they wouldn't even be in business because like the sec wouldn't even allow this yeah 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 so definitely i mean unless you you make the mistake of signing up with a broker that's in the middle of uh uh, india or something or or Marshall Island. So um, there, there's been those and we hear episodes and, and people who actually deal with that. And so that's, that's something to like, that'll be a red flag. And then this, you know, just using that crutch excuse as, oh, they're out to get me the stop loss hunters, you know, that I don't think that is a valid excuse for your trading performance, bro. Yeah, well, shirt. okay, so maybe it, it's, it's not the stop loss hunters, you know, it's, it's not me, then it, it has to be market conditions. You know, that's, I guess that's the second common excuse I hear is like, you know, it, it's someone with authority. It's uncle Elon, you know, Elon Musk is the one who's driving these markets crazy. You know, like we're, they're all, using a scapegoat. A scapegoat is like the biggest strategy if or the not, biggest. Excuse. If they're not blaming Elon, they're blaming Trump or they're blaming Disney. They're blaming Netflix, whatever. Right. So, right, right. The common, what's, what's the common theme, you know, we hear with the, these people who say those things. I mean, Reed, I was there at one point, Reed was there at one point during our start, uh, in the beginning of our careers, you know, we, we didn't know any better. And so, because we've come from that part, we started at that point, we got to give a little bit of uh, grace with the p- traders who, who do use these excuses, but we can't let them go too far with it, you know what I mean? So scapegoating, big word. Highlight that, guys. If you're writing notes, highlight that. Scapegoat. Don't be a scapegoater. Don't be a scapegoater. And another point is our point three we come to. I know. I know everything what happens in the market. I know this stock is going up. Trust me. I know. You know, using that, that, that stems from our ego. And that's one of the biggest detrimental factors to a successful trading career. Let me just share one thing. The, the people who can or who are allowed to say I know are our wives. 
Great Other point. Other than that, you can't use it for trading, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you know, I mean, not no one knows anything. You know, not even Jim Cramer, right. right? So I think a good good question to ask if you believe that you know something, it's would you rather hold on to that and would you rather make money or would you rather be right? And I'm in the boat of wanting to be in the money making business, not wanting Absolutely. to be right. I mean, like one big example is these uh, new tr cr uh, crypto guys, right? A new crypto comes out and they're over there promoting or a new NFT comes out. Oh, it's going to go to the moon. You better get in now. I know it's going to blow up. I know it's the next uh, Bitcoin. And so there are prime examples. I'm, I'm sure if you're listening here in your car, or in the gym, you think you have those people in your network, your circle, who has probably said that, who has posted something like that. And, you know, I don't know, maybe they did get lucky buying Bitcoin back in 2009, 2011, whatever. But, you know, more and more nowadays, you got those people saying, I know, yeah, um, it's going to blow up. You know, get in now, get in now, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it does something to to people. They're the 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 thought, the cycling of just like they have the FOMO. It creates the FOMO for them, so that it does lead them to making a decision whether to get into that crypto and they, they start holding it. It goes against them, and then or if they get out, they're like, oh, I could have, I could have sold it for this. I should have sold it for that. I should have kept holding it. You know, and so it, it, that's where that one line, I know it's going to go up or I know, you know, that's where it takes you in the end. You know what I mean? So you got to you got to kind of be careful with those 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 views or the people who use that language, you know, including ourselves. Right. Oh, yeah. We do our watch list every week. We watch our we specifically try to watch our language and not really say, hey. I know Nasdaq is gonna pop, or I know um, oil is gonna dump because so and so. You know, what I mean, we we don't we don't really try to use that in our language because we know how detrimental it is. We remember as traders, if you're listening, we go off of probabilities, not assumptions, not guesses, not gambling, right? So just go off of your strategically strategically and edge proven probability which kind of gives us the leeway to the last point is you know strategy jumping it's like it's not me it's the strategy <laughs> or you know you're bashing strategies like oh that strategy is junk because i didn't make money um you know you're it, essentially it's it's kind of like a caveat off of scapegoating you're you're blaming something else you know yeah have you had any experience with that clown <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's funny like um, being a starting out in trading. Of course, you're gonna throw fifty indicators on your screen and try to connect all of them. You got the RSI, MACD, you got the EMAs, you got the simple moving averages, Bollinger bands, all that, right? I would have all that on my screen. Trend lines, Fibonacci, um, and I would be every week. I try to look on other people's websites or whatever and find the next best thing find the holy grail they call it 
right? A shiny object syndrome, shiny right? Shiny object syndrome. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is gonna work, guarantee. And I'll, you know, I that those words I had said, told my wife that like this is gonna work. I'm gonna, I gotta buy this software. This is gonna yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> but little did I know, as myself, I totally forgot about the other big thing. The big influence in trading is ourselves, right? Like we Ooh, could have absolutely. the best computer, best software, best charting. Um, uh, um, earlier this week, I was just side note. Earlier this week, this person reached out on our um, social media platform, and he was like, "Hey, I saw your video. Your winning percentage is this. My winning percentage is seventy percent. Let me share to you what it, you know how to do it." And I was like, "Boom." flag bro he's like Red i know flag. you need this i know you need this you know we can work together he was pushing he was for one he was a worse salesperson too 70 percent <laughs> win rate okay come on guy come on i mean you better go show that to elon then if you're that confidence working you can pour that's some worth money. billions right there 70 percent <laughs> strike rate if right right that's right so um, you know, taking into those considerations, there's going to be those people out there. And, and for the, the people who don't really know the novice, the one who's starting out, it's like easy bait for these people, right? And so going back to strategy jumping, um, you know, we have, it could be the ego, it could be just distractions, it could be scapegoating, it could be even greed, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure you probably jump for, you know, change uh, strategies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? I've, I've jumped to around like a total of around four or five strategies. Um, I could name specifically. So, if a strategy is making like 10%, uh, let's say per annum, and then I, I came across one that said 30% a month, actually. And, you know, at the time, starting off, I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. But my 10% strategy is actually working. Um, you know, that may be true. That 30% per month, yeah, maybe it, it is happening on a small scale. Maybe, maybe, right? But does it really fit your personality? And that's what um, I kind of want people to take away here is, yeah, it could be returning 30%, but what about the drawdowns? What about the risk you have to um, put down? Right. Maybe that 10% strategy, it does work. It's long and steady, but it works for you. Whereas that 30% strategy, it works for that educator, it works for that person doing it. So just be aware that strategy jumping is good up to a point where if it if it's working for you, just take what you can and apply it to your own trading. You know, I think it to close it off, like those are like major excuses there. It's uh, there is no secret. There's no holy grail. You know, I think uh successful training to eliminate these excuses it just comes down to hard work and that looks like back testing it looks like you're when you're doing hard work it's journaling and it's documenting every single trade you know you're quantifying that data um for your strategy and it also takes dedication in the form of consistency that's showing up every single day to look at the charts or to journal or back test. It's not necessarily placing a trade. You're just showing up every single day. Uh, and then finally, I think like persistence, you know, in the form, it's kind of like dedication 
um, just persistence, constantly showing up, still doing the work after consecutive losses, after mm -hmm. months of losses, you know, there we've looked at like, uh, what is that? That autumn.com, you know, we, you're able yeah. to see the brokers Tracker. they've lost for year. a purple Valley is one, one, uh, capital management that comes to mind. They've lost years, guys. They lost what two couple years in the red, three years in the red, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they came back in one year, wiped out yeah. all their losses and then made so much more. So I'm, you know, that's what persistence means in the market is just showing up no matter how you feel or what your account really looks like, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. And then you, you just want to take what you go when you're going through your journey, when you're continuing to show up, uh, you know, one more thing to add is don't give up, right? You only fail when you give up. Um, so as you're going through your journey, you're learning, you're improving, you're evolving your strategy, take what works with you, discard the rest, park it on the side, you know, maybe, maybe it might serve you later, maybe that good piece of uh, software or research paper will serve you later. But when it comes to strategies, you know, take what you need and what works with you and what fits you, you know, and like when someone presents where you see that ad or that YouTube video of the next best thing you know there's that saying that that wise saying in trading there's nothing new under the sun you know what's been happening in the trading world or in the markets already been done you know um they they want to say that with crypto i mean the, the currency just currency's been around forever so um the way that people are approaching it it's it's nothing really new i mean blockchain yes it's fresh but it's um, human psychology end. in the end. It's tra humans transacting with humans. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I think. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Go sum up to sum up today's uh, episode, the power episode. We we're, we're kind of headlining it. Are using your, your excuses or learning from your losses? And so this whole episode is geared to we covered some excuses and we covered some ways to overcome it. The goal was to help shift your thoughts on these excuses don't be a little beep or stop playing victim right you gotta you gotta do that and one more thing reed what, what do you want to end with just overall just take ownership and overcome your excuses that's it man that that's the mic drop guys is take ownership of all your decision making and your choices mm -hmm. and that leads to overcoming your excuses when you take ownership. Boom. So to answer the first question, is it you or the markets? Definitely us. Before we blame the markets, because yes, there's some bad, some uh, some fault there, right? The Fed's intervening, whatever. We got to look at ourselves, and we got to be we got to own up, own up and bone up, guys. Thanks for listening on this Power episode. Uh, we'll see you soon.